Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today we have a fireside chat with Marianne Bullis today, who is a government grant writer. So tell me, before you're like turning this off and you're like, I'm not listening to this, why do we have government contracts and grant writing here at CEO School? Why is this important for me as a as a, you know, as a business, as a woman-owned business, I will tell you exactly why. My whole perspective on understanding government contracts, grants, and how to actually like what, how, where, where I fit in into all of that changed when I met this woman, Marianne. She came to our CO school retreat two years ago as an attendee of the retreat and told me about her business and what she's doing. And her story one is amazing. So I cannot wait for you to get to know it. But I also learned on so many different ways that I was not utilizing the government for my business and not the government in essence of like even having to do like getting grants from the like from the government. Something that I learned that is so fascinating is that the U.S. government is the largest consumer of B2B services, period. So the amount of dollars that flow through the U.S. government and the contracts that they give out, it's actually the largest for our GDP. And that is a customer that we don't even think about. And so when I learned that statistic, and I also learned the stat that even for like, I'm like, well, I don't have a service that the government can can have. And, and I learned that the government is the largest purchaser of oatmeal cookies. It was like the government buys everything. And so as a business, I think it's super, super important for us to understand where we fit in this ecosystem and how we can use it to our advantage, especially as women-owned businesses, because it's so important that we actually get our certifications so that we can have access to the billions of dollars that are flowing through that they are looking for businesses just like yours and mine to partner with. So it's super important that we brought Marianne here today. We are recording live from our Orlando, Florida studio here today, and we just finished the most epic masterclass where Marianne literally dove into every detail about how to do this, how to get the contracts, how to win it, what's our competitive edge, everything in between. But we wanted to make sure that all of our CEO school audience got a chance to get to know Marianne and understand the high levels and ins and outs of how we can take advantage of the billions of dollars flowing through the U.S. government. So without further ado, welcome to CEO school, Marianne. Thank you, Sanira. I am so excited to be here. I am a longtime listener um, and I, it's kind of surreal to be on the other side of the room. 
Well, I'm so excited to have you here. Over the last several years, it's just been like the most amazing experience to, you know, get to know you, get to know your business, and then have a mentor-mentee relationship, but also as a client now as well. So I can't <laughs> wait for everyone to learn about all the things you're doing for me at CO School because I was like dying to get you to Orlando to do this, <laughs> to do this podcast and fireside chat and masterclass. So tell us a little bit about your background. Thank you, Sunira. So my name is Marianne, and I am the founder and owner of Bullis Consulting. We are a social impact consulting firm, and we help people, and we help the helper tell their stories, get funding, and even implement long-lasting, meaningful projects. So like Sunira, I am a child of immigrants, and like Sunira, I had entrepreneurial immigrants. And so also like Sunira, I grew up in a feast and famine household. I learned so much. And I also learned that I don't like business. That was, my, <laughs> that was my lesson because I didn't like the instability. I had my personal mission statement when I was young, which is I wanted to help people. And I thought the best way to do that would be through systems change. So I ended up getting my bachelor's and my master's degrees in public policy. And I had dreams of being Leslie Nope. Before Leslie Nope became, you know, Leslie Nope, I wanted to, to be her. Then I got into government and quickly realized just how low the ceiling is for people like me, unfortunately. Um, I don't want to get into it too much, but I will say a story that epitomizes, I think, my experience, which was my boss, a very lovely woman, told me, Marianne, um, I know you're a smart woman and you have a lot of ideas, but if the higher ups notice, they're going to fire you. Um, and so you can imagine how dejecting that was. I was what's in, there's a sociological term for the career that I found myself in in government. It's called female ghetto, which is if you ever go into an office and you know those cubicles in the middle, those are usually dominated by women and usually that career path is very low. So for example, like you can't, I, the career that I was in was making 35K a year in Southern California, which is poverty level. And um, you maxed out after 20 years at 50,000 a year. And the people, so there's just no growth, no growth. And the, that room I would call what I was in was more of a colored female ghetto. It was like all women of color. Some of us had our PhDs and we're stuck in this female ghetto. Some of us had our high school diplomas and we're stuck in this ghetto. So it was so clear to me that no matter what I did, no matter how many accolades I got, and I got accolades, like I knew that the workforce is hard. So I wasn't like someone who's just a student and then entered the workforce. I worked in my career throughout my master's. Like I developed an algorithm for um, a, a visitor bureau center to help them like determine regional impact on their aquatic center. Like I wrote ordinances as an intern. I like even like convinced the city um, city council member to pass a bill in record time. Yet you could never like break out of that system. And you had mentioned something in the masterclass. You said that when your mentor had said that to you, what were the thoughts going through your head? Yeah. So let me say what happened. So I was dejected and I had um, I had a coffee date with my mentor at the time, a super successful Pakistani man who's also a professor at the college. And he said something I will never forget that I will repeat to everyone here. Marianne, don't kid yourself. The government or the working world is not a meritocracy. It doesn't matter if you're the best. If you really want to make a difference, you have to find your way out of the rat race because the rat race was not meant for you. Ooh. Wow. That cuts deep. I remember his words like it was yesterday. So his like his advice plus my experience as growing up with entrepreneurial parents 
put the seed in my mind to start Bolus Consulting. And so like many, many women, I did not start my business because I was a business person who's an entrepreneur. That's an identity I put on later. I started my business out of necessity because I needed to find my way out of the rat race. And so it's interesting because she said, um, you know, that my downfall was that I had a lot of ideas. But imagine if I looked different. She would have taken me by the hand to the top floor and said, get this guy a seat at the table because he has ideas. Yeah. Right. But instead, my ideas seemed threatening. But here's what I love about business is that five. So it's been five years. I have worked. So you quit your job. Yes, I quit my job. You started Bolus Consulting. I started Bolus Consulting, got my first client, quote unquote, at $15 an hour for three days a week, basically a glorified employee, but I learned so much, built my way up. And now we have, I have a staff. I helped raise $32 million for my clients. And here's the kicker. The government is my client now. Oh, <laughs> I love it. $32 million worth of contracts. And now government is actually paying you as your client. You know for why? Why? My ideas. Oh. Because I, that's how why I found my way out of the rat race. And it's just so funny. Like what I, I love, love about this. business for people who are listening is like my ideas are now a boon, not a not like some kind of threatening thing. So like anytime now as a business owner, when I have an idea for some kind of social impact project, I could just do it. Like no one's stopping me. So for example, like I saw this documentary on um, CNBC about the lithium valley in California, which is like California is trying to be the next Saudi Arabia of lithium for electric vehicles. And I was like, that's a cool project. I'm really familiar with that area. I want to help the community members benefit. And so within a span of a month, the people, which is Warren Buffett's company that I saw on the documentary, I was working with them and I developed a workforce development plan for them. For those that like are like feeling Marianne's energy, like I met Marianne two years ago at CO school. She's totally crushing her business life. She's like winning millions of dollars worth of contracts for her clients, for her businesses. And she comes to one of our like seven figure plus retreats and she's like, I'm doing amazing for everyone else, but I'm drowning in scaling. I need to build a team. I need to scale. And I don't know like what I don't know. And that's how Marianne, Marianne and I ended up like meeting at one of the retreats and just helping her kind of get herself like her success was so amazing. Like all her contracts were flowing through. But the business side of it, you're like, I just want to grapple. And it's been so amazing to get to know you honestly as a CEO and as a business owner. And I'm so excited personally for you that you get to work on every idea that you want to and that you are fearless. Like you now are so fearless on saying like, oh, I just saw Warren Buffett's documentary. Let me just find out like, you know, let me just like, let me just ping them and like, see if I can get the con, like if, if, if they want my help and then you get the client like that, like that is just that level of like, I could see little Marianne working in like in the government. It, like, and I have so many comments about this female ghetto, by the way, like I didn't even get a chance to comment on that. Um, but I could see little Marianne and just, just like, look at the, look at, just look at your story. I'm just so impressed. And this is why I had to have her on the show today. I had to have her as our fireside chat and all the things that you've taught me because honestly government is it's so confusing and that's what we went through all the masterclass so I'm excited to deep dive in I know we have like there's so much to cover um but I'm just I'm so excited that you are here and you're going to teach us all about like why we should be working with government thank you senior and I have to say for those of you listening CEO school was I cannot state 
the how critical it was for my mindset as a CEO. Before Aww. CEO school, I was still seeing, I still struggled with calling myself a CEO. I was more comfortable with entrepreneur or solopreneur, right? And then Sunira, every time Sunira talks to me or I do a mastermind, I call my mom and my mom is like, that woman is worth every penny. <laughs> like, so, uh, yeah. So thank you, Sunira. Oh, well, even an amazing mentee as well. And honestly, forget as a mentee, you have literally, I'm so excited for all the things happening for us, especially our certifications. So let's go into, let's, you know, Let's go into why, like what's important about the government, what everybody needs to know. I'd love to kind of share just high level on how we're utilizing, you know, like how this whole conversation came about. So I learned about, you know, Marianne was like, I do government grant writing and contract writing. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I like understood her business. She's been um, a client of ours at CO School, a mastermind client, a retreat client, all the things. So I've gotten to know her business over the last several years. And she was like, Sarah, why are you not utilizing this? And I'm like, well, like, pause. It's not even something that's ever like crossed my mind to even think about government, government contracts, government certifications. Even over the last 10 years as CEO, scaling a company, building this fintech, building stacks, I never even once utilized and leveraged the government or anything else. And so it's just not even like like a thought that's ever crossed my mind, even though like I knew I could, maybe I could go get my certifications. Maybe they're like, I know that there's things, but I just always thought of it as this like big hairy beast. And I just like never had the time to go pursue it. Life gets in the day to day, business gets in the in the way, business is scaling, and it just wasn't this area of focus for us. And so I had told her that, and then she was just like, "But Snira, if you had just gotten your woman, if you like, what you were a woman on business, you never got your woman on business certification. You're a minority on business. You have never had your mi- minority on business certification. Did you know that there are like I don't even know x thousands of proposals like every quarter that go out." for $700 billion worth of contracts for these services. And she literally popped them up on her computer in like five minutes. And then I was like, oh, shit, I missed an opportunity. And she was like, but now with CEO school, we have to go get your certifications. And so Marianne has helped us. We're working on our women-owned business certification, our minority-owned certification. And it's not just about the – like even as I think about it now today – it's not even just about working with the government, working with getting these contracts, which we'll, we'll definitely get into here in a second, but just wearing the like badge of honor proudly. Like when we're mentioned in Forbes, right? Or when we have an article, where does it, it go straight onto our website? I'm like, oh, where we're featured here, we were mentioned here. We had this article that came out here. We wear it as a badge of honor. And even just getting those certifications are a badge of honor and we can use it to our advantage. And so that is, and then that is like the client relationship that we have with Marianne and we've hired Bulls Consulting. And I love to just be transparent about our vendors, who we utilize, so you guys can all just have access um, as well. But that's what we're doing is getting all our certifications. And then also now we're going to work on the contracts, but that is a little bit of a high level of of our our relationship. Yeah. Governments are definitely a hairy beast. Yes. But it's one of those beasts where you can learn to befriend it, you know, and then it becomes your best friend. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a good beast. And it has a lot of money, right? It has a lot of money and there's a lot that they're looking for. And it is important that we own, like, we own our certifications. We own that we are women-owned businesses. This is what this podcast is. This is what CO School is. We Like, we should all have our women in business certification. And then there's other certifications too. There's so many, there's small business, there's local, there's all these things. So let's deep dive into for the women what we should be thinking about high level when it comes to government, contracts, certifications. 
Yeah, Sanira, there's so many um, certifications. And if you have a CEO membership, you'll have access to all the different certifications that are provided. But basically, you have federal certifications where you could get your women-owned small business. And to your point, it is a um, it is a prestigious to have it. And it does dis- distinguish you from your peers because they're not easy to get. And it shows that you mean business. Yeah, really. that's actually a really good point there too, Marianne, of like, it's not like one of the things that we discussed in the masterclass was it isn't just about getting contracts from government, but if you're a marketing agency, and let's say you do just, let's think of like design work and you're, you do design work and it's not just about doing design work. You could potentially even get contracts from the government for design work, but there's also companies like Disney and large corporations Mm -hmm. that have mandates that they're trying to give 10% of their businesses, 5% of their businesses to certain styles of small businesses or women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses. And so you can you can be a subcontractor for these large corporations as well. So there's so much opportunity. Yeah. And in fact, I recommend if you're someone who's interested in this, you get your start through a subcontract. And so what that means is, so for example, let's say Disney has a huge multi-billion dollar contract with the government for tourism or something. You can become, you could get your supplier diversity certification from Disney, which I have. And then you can um, use that for them to maybe give you a piece of that contract. And so that's how you could get your foot in the door with government. Because at the end of the day, when you work with the government, you are getting paid in taxpayer dollars. So the government is very risk averse. So government does have that catch 22 that you hear about where you need five years of experience to to get a job that's worth that where that has needs five years of experience. So it's kind of like that. But you need to have government contracts under your belt so that you could get government contracts. And that's why subcontracts are the way to cut through that. But the best way to get subcontracts are through those certifications. I love it. And there was like there was a lot that we covered. Honestly, it was like a one hour masterclass that we just completed. I know we keep talking about it, um, but it was so good. Like I learned so much about and probably like maybe there's like let's do some like big takeaways because I think that high level from an audience perspective, I think one, the difference between, so governments give out, they're the largest consumer of so many products and services. So over 700 billion, you said, in contracts. Just on the federal level. That's not even counting state, local, regional. Yeah. I mean, it's like limitless amounts of like Mm -hmm. funding and dollars that's there that they need to go give to certain styles of businesses. And as women-owned businesses, like if we just need to get our certification and then just apply for these, like, and you gave so many amazing examples, like, like from product-based companies to service-based companies, we really utilize this janitorial company example. (laughs) So I'd love for you to share, like, if you are a janitorial services company with three people, like, how does this, like, how do you get government contracts? Yeah. So when people want government contracts, they think top down. So federal, which is the biggest branch of government, right? And then state and then local. Rather, I recommend bottom up. So you start hyper-local, especially if you're a small business. So for example, if you're a janitorial services company and you're a staff of three, and let's say your city hall puts out a solicitation or an RFP for for janitorial services, you are so much more likely to get it because it's just one building. It's feasible because it's three people for one building. You're going to be more competitive because they like to hire local. And, um, and you'll get paid for it. Whereas, for example, let's say it's the federal government and the entire CDC, all of the CDC's facilities need to be clean. It's a multi-million dollar contract that goes from sea to shining sea. It is very unlikely that you as a small business are going to hold that entire contract 
because you just there the scale isn't there like you're not going to go from three to several hundred in a month right and you're competing with every other janitorial services in the company the person who's probably going to buy it is whoever the biggest player in the janitorial industry is right like they already have that that skill there to take on the entire cdc but if you have if you're a janitorial service company and you have your certification that big company is incentivized by they're mandated to give 5% of that to a woman-owned small business. So they could subcontract mm. you. Let's say there's a CDC, one CDC facility in your neck of the woods. They could give you a subcontract for you to just manage that one facility. And that's a, yet another way for you to get your foot in the door. I love that. There was like so many great things that I, I learned in those tips of like, it doesn't have to be the whole thing. And like government, in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's just federal. It's this like large thing. And another thing that I would say is even with the the when you have those certifications, right? I do believe it's like right now where we are in today's age of businesses, let's face it, there are like so many competitors. So 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 many competitors in every single style of business, there is, you know, thousands of competitors in your space. Now, when we have these certifications, right? It's also this like unique advantage that we have as well. I love that you said that I mean business right? Like, yes, it's like, look at us. Not only it's part of our story of a business too. And we, I like literally missed that in the last 10 years of my life. I was a great storyteller, right? Like I built this amazing business. We did all the press, we did all the things, we raised all the capital, but I never got my certification. And when we, when, by the time that we had realized that we wanted to do it, it was too late because I had so many investors at that point that we weren't a, uh, a woman owned business, like 51% yeah. anymore. Yeah. Right. So it was too late in the game at that time. And so from this perspective, these are like some of the lessons that I've learned over the last 10 years that I don't want you to be making. Wear this badge of honor proud. And and as a CEO, you know, you're probably like, Sanira, I don't have time, right? It feels like it's – and it is. It's like this big, big hairy object. It feels – it not just feels. It is time-consuming. It's something that we don't understand. There's a lot of like loopholes and things to do. There are amazing companies. Like I just hired Marianne's company to just get it done for me. And there are others out there as well. Um, but I just hired, I was like, here, like just, just get it done. And that's what we're doing. We're just getting our certifications done. And my goal is not in essence, and maybe Marianne's going to change my mind in part two of our, our services that are coming, which is like the, the contracts part of it. But my goal is not to just to go get government contracts. My goal is to get my badges of honors so that I can go into other businesses and be a vendor of choice for other like for other businesses as well. And so there's so many great advantages to getting those certifications and it does not have to be this like huge daunting process. You could totally just get a consulting company and just have it done. Yeah. And you know to Sanira's point, if you're someone where you're not sure if there are even contracts out there for you, I'll just share a quick story. I was at a chamber of commerce meeting with a bunch of procurement specialists, which are the government people who are in charge of finding. Yeah, thank like, you for like you know giving me the you're, you you are literally like a like an alphabet salad. I know, <laughs> I know. There's so much con like this is an entire industry that nobody's really familiar yeah. with, except for the people who are in it. So I know everything I say needs to be backed up with. No, I love it. Okay, so you're at this event. I was at a conference event, and the first procurement specialist for a department said we buy everything but beauty products and then the second woman from a different department came up and said we buy everything and beauty products so the government when I say they buy everything I mean they buy everything like like I'm talking about like salt they will buy salt they will buy wood 
They will buy um, business services. They will buy like lawyer services. They will buy financial services, marketing services. You name it, the government has a need for it. I know. I just like never, I, I literally, even right now, even after like as a client, literally just went through an entire amazing masterclass. By the one of my favorites, by the way, masterclass doing all the things. It still blows my mind every time you say that. You're like, government needs salt. Government needs wood. Government, you said like these, government needs the microphones. I'm like, you're right. I just like never thought about our services being offered to the government. Yeah. So how do we, how do we get started in like finding, like where do we go? What's like the first steps in doing all of this? Yes. So first step is to find who your government ideal client avatar is. Yes. Exactly. Like how we do at CO school, finding your ideal client. Exactly. So I would start with just your city because most cities will have something called preferred local vendor where you maybe might get a bump because you're local. Ooh, that okay. simple. That simple. Then maybe even like start, remember I said start bottom up. So that's as local as you could get just with the city where you live, maybe the county where you live, and then maybe the state where you live. After that, I would look at the services you provide and do a thorough, thorough search to see which departments need your help. So for example, if you're an engineering company, I met uh, an engineering firm um, in at the last CEO school retreat, she would really benefit from utilities companies. Utilities companies are government entities. Sometimes they're like private, um, sometimes they're private, public, whatever. They usually have RFPs. She as an engineer would, as an uh, engineering CEO would bid on those RFPs. The utilities companies are her perfect government ICAs. So start with where you live and then start and then second, do look at what you do and find who which type of government department needs it. Here's another example. You own a marketing company. I promise you public health department needs your information, right? Public health is all marketing. That's perfect. So first, it's all about finding your like, what is that profile? How do you fit into that government profile? And then next, how do you actually go get these certifications? So then once you do that, you find which certifications you need. All you have to do is type in the name of that city plus it could, a bunch of different keywords. I'll do set aside, like the city of Los Angeles set aside, city of Los Angeles preferred vendor, city of Los Angeles search small business certifications. Actually, I would probably just start with small business and then try different ones. And then um, I also recommend doing federal set asides too. Like Sanira said, even if you're not going to bid on federal contracts just yet, they are so prestigious to have. So I would try to get my federal and then I would try to get my local certifications by just doing a simple Google search and then following the rabbit trail. And then do you mind if we share the resource that you shared with us at CO School inside of the inside of the membership? We did like a, so part of the masterclass, we like went through all of it and then you had an amazing like all of the resources. So we'll can we link it? Yeah, we'll, sure, OK, totally. so we'll link we'll link all those resources for you guys for for the show notes as well. So you have access to that. Um and then what, so now you go through this, like the certification process, you, you know, do a little bit of admin, you complete the stuff. How long does it take to go get your certifications? That's a good question. Every agency is different. Some will give it to you by the moment you press submit. Some will take a couple of days. Some will take a couple months. Okay. Usually the federal. Okay. So depending on which ones there are, there's a different timeline. And then you get those certifications mm -hmm. and then you can be open for business for not only for government, remember, for other styles of businesses that also want your services. So larger companies who are looking to contract out, and this applies to everything, whether you're a speaker, whether you're a consultant, whether you sell water bottles, whether you have an e-commerce or like whatever your product or service is, there are contracts that are out there for that. 
Yep, exactly. And then once you get those certifications, then you can finally start doing research first to find those big companies who may want to hire you as a subcontractor and to find your own contract opportunities. So if I'm going to leave you with anything, here's what I want you to know. This is my honest feeling and experience as someone who's been in this industry for a while. The government for most small businesses, especially small businesses that are run by people who have historically been barred access to these types of contracts, don't fully understand the level of wealth and scaling that a government contract can bring you. Um, When I say that, I mean the most wealthiest companies in the world got wealthy and built their companies from government contracts. Government contracts, when we talk about 10X a lot in CEO school, Government contracts can 10x you. Can 10x you. I love it. And I, I, I've literally just, and this is why it's important for me to share with all of you and why I was like so passionate about bringing this topic today is because I literally seclude, I left that out in building. Like I could have done it so much faster. Like imagine if Stacks was like the preferred, like you had said it, like when you, when you said that to me, like, like I felt like a knife in my heart a little bit of like, ugh, like you're right. You know, like imagine if Stacks had become the preferred vendor for payments across like even like for Florida or like or even for like like the the transportation department like it could have been for like there's so many places that my product and service could have applied to and I just like completely didn't even think about going through something as small of like I need to go through the certification I need to go apply for it and I could have even just like delegated it out like I didn't even think about it and so now like I'm like literally like looking at I now I don't want all of you to make the same mistakes that I made Let's 10x it. Let's take advantage and like claim what's rightfully ours as well. Like this should be mandated. I hope like this should be freaking mandated that all businesses give X percentage. Like there needs to be those pledges and and the government's doing it. But I want the government to actually force all businesses to give certain percentage of their businesses to small businesses, to minority businesses, to women-owned businesses, to um, to local businesses, right? Like these are the styles of businesses that we should be doing business with. And the government does have their own mandates and they are the largest purchaser of all of this. So that's one. But my hope is, is that this should give you, this should give all of us, right? I'm in the same category again. It should give all of us that edge, that competitive edge in our storytellings to say, when we are, you know, wanting to get a contract with a client, look, we are also a certified woman-owned business. We're also a certified local small business. We're also a certified woman, like a minority-owned business, right? And so these certifications make you look good, right? So it's all about what's in it for them as well, right? It's That's what that's what business is all about. It's about what is a good or service going to do for your client at the end of the day? What's in it for me is what everybody thinks about, Right. And so it gives your company this brilliant edge as well to stand above the noise, mm-hmm. right? And say, nope, we've got all of these awesome certifications. And so now this is my pledge. Like this is my, this is what I want you to go do is let's go get them. Don't make the mistakes that I made. We are not doing that now with CO School. We're getting all of our certifications. And Marianne, you've like been so like just so easy. Like this is not something also that I recommend government can I just it's it's tedious like mm-hmm. so although I'm like yes let's go do it some of the certifications were like you can easily do some of them are like more drawn out and more long and then I have no desire to go find the contracts and so we've just outsourced to a company like Bulls Consulting and she is 
you know, you are a certified <laughs> woman-owned business and minority-owned business. And so we're excited to work with her. And this is something as like a CEO, like I don't want to be thinking about. I just want to go get this done this year. And so, you know, you can absolutely go put the time into it and do it. Um, come join, you know, even within the membership, Marianne literally broke down. So if you're not part of the CEO school membership, we literally do a map. We'll give ourselves a little shout out. Every month we have a, we have so many masterclasses, but I personally host a specific masterclass and I'm like, this is what we're doing this month. So this is our mandate as CEO school to go all get our certificates and um, Marianne's company is just going to do them for us. Um, and so you get access to all these really cool things and like not only just discounts and perks, but all the playbooks, if you don't want to use it, like everything else. So come join our membership because you get access to all of that and extra special codes and everything else. Um, but Marianne's going to help all of us in doing so. So you don't have to stress too much about it, but it is important that we check it off, have that competitive edge and go get not only the contracts from the government, but actually go get use it to our advantage to go drive business from our clients, from our current customers to further 10X as well. 100%, Senora, that is absolutely correct. And the reason I do this is because I was that woman in the female ghetto and I really believe that business is the way out. Going like bringing back to my mentor, going out of the rat race is the way out. And like, it's so, it's so cosmic because as I was waiting to be let up into the podcast studio, a woman who was working as a construction worker for no reason at all came up to me, spilled her soul to me and told me she felt trapped. She was beaten down and she wants to start a business. And I took down her number and I'm like, I know how to help you get out of the situation that you're in. I love it. I mean, and you've won literally won $32 million worth of contracts, right? That for, for minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses that they would not have had either. Like there, there is actual, this is not something like, let's just go get it, wear our badge of honor. This is the way that it's, this is a, a smart way to 10X, at least to see what opportunities there are. We're not even playing the game, right? And this is where the, like, this is what I hate about, this is the boys club right here. Mm -hmm. The boys club gives business to just, like men give business to men, right? This is why there was that the female ghetto that you were, I've never heard that reference, by the way. And that was just, I could see it. I could, I completely understand mm -hmm. what you're saying. We're stuck. And this is our way of being unstuck, right? There are $700 billion worth of resources out there and contracts that should be yours, right? That should be ours. And we should go get them. And they're mandated to give them to these styles of businesses. Like, and so we should go attain those contracts. And it just takes a few of these steps. It takes the knowledge, right? This is why it's so important for us to put ourselves in the right rooms at the right tables. Because if I had not met Marianne at that, at, like at that retreat, I would not have even been able to bring her to all of you. Cause this was like, not even in my ether at all. And so get yourself in the room. These are the conversations taking place here at CO school every single day. Um, come join, like literally come join inside so we can learn more from women like Marianne. And Marianne, you're here to like guide all of us. And so we just, I'm just so excited for this. I'm so excited for our certifications and I'm so excited for all of you to go get your certifications. Marianne, any other, any final thoughts? I'm so excited to help everyone come get there and help them 10X their business. I'm super excited. Thank you so much, Marianne, for all of like the support today. It's been like such an amazing like day of learning. I like can't wait to get all of our stuff and help every woman out there get their certifications as well. Hope you guys learned something today. If you like today's episode and fireside chat, do let me know. I know this was something a little different, very like a little tactical, but I felt so just 
this is I'm so excited to actually like get this done for us and hopefully for all of you and I hope you enjoyed it so if you did screenshot this episode screenshot like let us know in the comments inside of the platform um and come say hi right so Marianne is inside of the membership she's like always hanging out she's really active in our channel so you have full access not full access, but you have access to Marianne through CO School. I'll be linking all of the resources inside of the show notes as well. So we're going to share the resources and just screenshot it. Let us know what you thought. I'm just grateful for all of you and hopefully sharing one conversation at a time to 10x our businesses, but also do it in a smart way. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Marianne. Thank you, Sunira. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.